Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I, I don't remember precisely what I was doing. I do remember that the thing that I was doing was not something I wanted to do. It, it was not something I was interested in. And I do remember the reason I was doing it is because I speak perfectly fluent Jackie and so I understand that when my wife says it would be nice if this were done, that what she means is I have this project and I want you to do it. So I have climbed up onto something or climbed down into something and I am wrapped myself around either uh, in the attic or in the basement and I'm in a contortionist nightmare and I'm trying to do this project for my wife because it's her project and not mine and since it's not my project I'm just a little bit frustrated and to add insult to injury I don't have the proper tool with me I've got to ask my wife for a tool now that puts me in a dilemma because I've either got to uncoil myself from this place that I'm in climb down and go out to my shop and get it or I've got to run the risk that my wife could quite possibly in my lifetime before the Lord returns go out into my shop and find the proper tool you don't understand my wife's relationship with tools she categorizes tools by either color or by noise now, a vast majority of all my tools are just silver. All the box-in wrenches and all the closed-in wrenches 
are the same color. So to go say, hey, bring me the silver thing, there's about 4,000 silver things she can bring me. The only other way you can describe things, if it ha- unless it has a distinct color, hey, bring me the silver thing with the black handle that goes... Or bring me the red thing with with the blue collar that goes, or bring me the brown thing that goes, and quite possibly based on the color connection and the noise it makes, she could probably bring me something. My only saving grace here is I'm about to ask her for something, and I know she knows what it is. So I go, honey, I'm stuck in this spot doing this thing for you that I don't want to be doing anyway, and I simply need a hammer. And the next thing that appears in my workspace is this little brass hammer that comes from the junk drawer. And it's this little silver hammer with a brass handle, and if you undo the brass handle, lo and behold, there's a screwdriver. And if you unscrew that, there's a smaller screwdriver. And if you undo that, there's a tiny screwdriver. And if you undo that, there's a teeny tiny screwdriver. It is the Russian nesting doll of screwdrivers masquerading as a hammer. And she stuck this up into my workspace and it won't work for what I'm trying to do. And so I unwrap myself from the uncomfortable position that I'm in. And I uncoil myself from this contortionist nightmare. And I emerge and I say, honey, we need to have a discussion about hammers. And there is no circumstance. There is no imagined circ. Okay, unless I'm in the backyard, wrapped up and being crushed in the coils of an anaconda, do I ever mean I need that hammer? I will never say hammer and refer to this tool unless I'm being eaten by an anaconda and I simply need to unscrew one of the Russian nesting doll screwdrivers and poke the thing in the eye to get it off of me. Other than that circumstance, I never mean this hammer. Now, what happened was that that I had an expectation. And my expectation for what my wife would bring me did not get met by reality. I was expecting this, and what I got was that. Now, in in all fairness, she only has limited experience with her hammer. Because you see, you could go into my workshop, and I could have a framing hammer. I could have my ropes course staple hammer. I could use my tack hammer. There's an armorer's hammer. I've got a sledgehammer. And yet, the only hammer she actually has real experience with is her little tack hammer that she keeps in her junk drawer that she uses for hanging pictures. And so, in all fairness to her, even though the expectation I had didn't get met with the reality, the the, the problem was it's not that my wife doesn't know what a hammer is. She didn't know what hammer I was talking about. And you see, we assume that others know what we mean. We assume that others have the same picture that we have in our mind. And you see, the picture that I have in my mind and the picture you have in your mind are different. And since you don't live in my mind and can't see my picture, the only picture you're going to go with is your picture. And so you don't know what I mean. You don't know what I'm talking about. And when my version doesn't match your vision then you get disappointment, you get frustration, you get 
anger, you get loss. And it's not because anybody's not trying to do something for you. She did the best thing in her ability to bring me what she thought would satisfy my definition of hammer. And her version didn't meet my vision. Miscommunication. The picture we picture is often not what our friends see, not often what our spouses see. And it really just boils down to miscommunication. You know, when Lonnie Beth was in school, we... uh had some difficulty with her grades. She had a, a learning disability in, in written languages and mathematics. And so some of the dilemma in our household was we weren't sure if she was doing the best she could or if she was just being social. Now, her her mom's a teacher and I'm a counselor. So her mom's very academic, very black and white. And, and I'm sort of, you know, a people person. And I understand that emotional intelligence is way more important than academic intelligence. So sometimes it was like, okay, see students rule the world. You, you, I'm fine. But then Jackie really wanted to make sure Lonnie Beth was doing the best she could. And so we'd have those typical parental frustrations of, hey, did you, do you have any homework? How hey, you're doing your homework? Hey, let me help you with your homework. And it was just becoming unpleasant. And so I had this fabulous idea straight out of Frederick H. Jones's book on positive classroom discipline. I started to say Dr. Jones's book on positive classroom discipline, and I wanted you to know I meant Frederick H. Jones, not Lonnie B. Jones. But it's about responsibility training. So I just simply said, okay, we're through micromanaging your grades. We're through harassing you about your grades. Your grades and your curfew now have this benevolent relationship with each other. And here's the relationship your grades and your curfew have. If you make A's, your curfew is 11 o'clock. If you make B's, your curfew is 10 o'clock. If you make C's, your curfew is 9 o'clock. And if you make anything less than C's, you don't have curfew because you're on a house arrest and you ain't going nowhere. And so you now have full autonomy. You have the ability to determine your own future, go and be free. In just a couple of weeks, the school called. Miss Adair from uh, Madison County Public High School called her. And she said, hey, I need to talk to you about LB's schedule. I said, well, what's wrong with LB's schedule? I couldn't imagine LB, you know, overscheduling or anything like that. She said, no, what you've got to understand is your daughter has signed up for conditioning, PE, and welding. <laughs> I thought that when we discussed that your grades are in your curfew, have this relationship with each other that she fully understood that I meant mathematics and English and science and biology and history. And what she clearly understood it meant was I need to do something I can make A's in. And conditioning PE and welding is pretty much a slam dunk. And yes, my little four foot 10 blue eyed daughter can indeed weld. I remember seeing the welding teacher uh, at a ball game and I said, hey, coach, LB signed up for welding too. He simply shook his head and walked away and mumbled, oh, Lord, no. Because you see, every time she sparked an arc on that welding rod, she would squeal in that high pitch, blood curdling, make your ears bleed squeal of hers. And every time she arced, she squealed, and the coach had had enough of it. The, the reason her picture of classes and my picture of classes didn't meet is she didn't know the picture I had in my mind. My version didn't match her vision. 
And that happens all the time in relationships with people, whether we're doing business transactions, whether we're talking about what services somebody provides, or even if we're talking about something in relationships like love languages. Now, we know the names of the love languages. There's acts of service, there's gifts, there's quality time, there's words of affirmation, and there's physical touch. But just saying those five words, you have a picture of what those things look like, and I have a picture of what those things look like. Well, if your picture doesn't match my picture and I'm trying to meet your love languages, and even though I'm giving it the best shot I can according to my version or my vision, if I don't meet your picture, then you're going to be sad, disappointed, and frustrated, and sometimes even angry. And so what happens is we have to have these operational definitions. This is what I mean by this. Or, or it may be something as simple as this is what I don't mean by this. I may not be able to precisely define what it looks like, but I might be able to tell you what it's not. Hey, when I mean quality time, that, that may mean just us. When I mean quality time, it may mean us together without cell phones. When I say quality time, it means us doing something or it may mean us not doing anything. I may not be able to precisely define what it is, but I may be able to define what it's not. But you can't have those definitions unless you have those conversations. John Gottman calls it love mapping. Now, love mapping is kind of his code word for having these conversations that, that fill in the gaps. Hey, what is your ideal vacation? What is the place you'd like to retire to? What is something on your bucket list? Who, what is my favorite dinner reservation? All those things. And if I don't talk with you, if we don't communicate, if we don't have conversations about these things, then we don't have any operational definitions. And so when we don't want to be frustrated and we don't want to be disappointed and we don't want to live with regret, instead of me expecting you to see the picture in my mind, I need to be able to, to tell you that picture. And actually, more ideally, what would be better is if I made it my effort to try to figure out what your picture was. It's, it's probably a little bit selfish to think I've just got to give you my picture it really ideally you should be trying to figure out my picture and I should be trying to figure out your picture. So that's one of those things that you feel understood and you feel understood and you feel listened to. And then when I say, this is what I want, you don't go bring me something that I feel is inadequate. And then you feel frustrated or at fault or disappointed because we didn't, we didn't communicate about it. And so being able to communicate, Hey, this is the picture you have of this and you being able to say yes it is or no it's not and clearly defining our operational definitions this is what we mean by love this is what my love language is and this is what it looks like or hey what does this look like to you love respect quality time affection attention all those things have a picture in your mind and i have a picture in my mind but we've got to get those two pictures you've got to get my version and your vision to agree with each other and the only way to do that is to communicate and hammer out the details
Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707, 615-371-8707, or you can go to three W's and a dot, worldchristian.org, find the Donate Here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting, in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.